Hey, what's up? This is Tyler Link here, and welcome to another episode of the Contractor CEO Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what I call the unlimited growth formula. But basically what it is in layman's term is how do we grow basically to an unlimited amount, at least as far as sales and leads. If sales and leads is the thing that's holding you back, this episode is 100% for you. You may think that you don't have a sales marketing problem. You're probably like, well, no, Tyler, you know, I'm going to I'm going to click off this podcast because I have plenty of work. But what I want to challenge you to think is do you have plenty of work for a very profitable price? If you're having to be very price competitive or not even very price competitive cuz let me let you guys in on a secret. All the contractors that I ever talk to, no one ever says I'm the cheap guy. No one ever says that. Like 99% of the time. But 80% of you guys are the cheap guys, and so I just want to make sure that you say that is make sure that you be honest and realistic with yourself. If you are not getting told by like 80 to 90% of customers that you are more than your competition, but they still want to work with you, then um, you're probably, I don't want to say cheap, but competitively priced. So this episode is all about how to make sure that sales and marketing is not the thing that's holding you back. And in fact, the only thing that would hold you back if you implement the unlimited growth formula is more how fast can you hire employees, how well can you train them, how fast can you get your equipment, all the back-end systems of the business actually set up and operating efficiently, and it should not be slowed down by sales and marketing. Last thing that I want to say is this is part of a five-video uh, series on YouTube as well. I had to skip number three on the podcast because number three is all visual. So if you want to see that, it's all about how to use spreadsheets, how to run your business, know your numbers, all of that good stuff. Do estimates super fast. So I do really recommend if you haven't seen those, go back and actually watch those on YouTube. But if you're already there, then let's continue on this. This is number four of the five-part series. So step number one to unlimited growth is we need a lot of leads. Like, I'm talking a lot of leads, not just like enough, because this is the other thing that I talk to with other contractors, and they're always really proud of their closing percentage. You know, and if this sounds like you, don't worry. Let let me explain too. I'm not throwing shade, because this used to be me. And there's also nothing wrong with doing it the other way. I just have had personally more success with doing it this way that I'm about to share with you guys. But I talk to contractors all the time, And uh, I'm like, well, what's your closing percentage? And they're like, oh, Tyler, you know, it's it's pretty dang good. It's like 40%. And what that makes me think automatically in my head is you are probably, one, not charging enough, but two, if you have to close 40% of your leads just to maintain where you're at right now, that is not good. (laughs) Because the minute you have to give off that sales capacity or the minute that you have to increase your overhead, AKA like hire an office manager or project manager, and all of a sudden you have extra expenses and you can't be so competitively on price, you're going to be in trouble. So step number one is you have to have a plethora of leads way above and beyond of what you need. So the reason why, or at least the reason why it works so well for me in my business is number one, I am not desperate at all when it comes to leads, like at all. So we close like 10% of our leads and I'm actually really proud of that because I know that that's all that we need. And I make sure that I am only working with the people 
who one, that I want to work with, and two, that are actually going to be giving me a good price for my service. And, you know, good price is determined by everything that we talked about already in the GPP system. So make sure that you guys fully understand that. So if we need a lot of leads, like, and I'm talking like a lot, um, you know, for me and my business, I need over 100 leads per month, like every month. If I don't have that, like even that is like very, very low um, for me. But, you know, for most small businesses, if you need five jobs a month, then I would say you would want at least 30 to 50 leads. Like if you don't have that, that means you probably don't have enough. But okay, so like I guess if we need more leads, then what should we do to get those? Um, a lot of people wait around for word of mouth marketing, which if you've ever heard me talk about, it's not that I don't like word of mouth. I love word of mouth. There's nothing better than doing a good job and then getting referral after referral after referral. And we should, but I also don't want to freaking retire at 65. So, and if that's you, if you want to work your whole life and spend 40 years to build a okay size business, you know, like a five to $10 million business, then, hey, that's very possible with word of mouth. It really is. But if you're like me and you're a little impatient, the only way to speed that up is by spending money on marketing, okay? So, and what I've talked about on a lot already in this series is a lot of people always, immediately, they're like, well, I can't afford marketing. And I wanna challenge you to think a little bit differently. It's not that you can't afford it, it's that you, how can you afford it? So, and the number one way that I want to see this is it's kind of funny as contractors, right? Because we always make fun of customers. If they go and do a DIY project, we judge the shit out of them, right? We're like, man, this person is so stupid. They're such a cheap ass. They don't want to spend on getting a professional job. It's not going to end up being nearly the same. It's not going to last as long. It's, you know, like it's just, they're going to waste all their time when they could just spend more money at their job, et cetera, and pay a professional. Well, it's funny we say that. And then all of a sudden we have the number one thing at the very top of our business is leads without leads. We don't have a business. And so why are we always trying to DIY everything with marketing? It drives me crazy. And trust me, there's sometimes that I'm tempted to do a little bit too, but the very first thing that I want to recommend is don't be your own marketing department. There's no way. And like I said, if you don't know how to afford it, go back and listen to episodes one through three or watch it on YouTube. But let me walk you through a quick formula. And this is a not good scenario if you were to invest in marketing. So let me put that very clear. I want to show you what something not great would be. So let's just say that you need 100 leads, okay? And you hire a marketing company in between their service and the actual cost of the lead, it's $70 a lead. So let's just say you're spending seven grand a month in marketing. And a lot of you are like, oh my God, no way, right? That sounds ludicrous. But let me explain, okay? So let's just say your average job size is 8,000 bucks. And let's just say that you only close 10% of 100 leads, which is really, really low. You know, like, which is really low. But that brings in 10 jobs, at 8,000 bucks, if that's your average job size, and that equals $80,000. Then we subtract the cost of the marketing, 7,000, total profit to pay for materials, everything else with the rest of the job site, you know, and obviously your profit as the owner, is 73,000 bucks. So that's a 1,000% ROI, right? So it sounds kind of crazy when you think about it like that, when you're like, well, I don't want to spend 7,000 
or seven thousand to make eighty thousand, but it's probably because you're used to selling jobs at not a really high profit margin, right? So if our marketing only costs us like eight percent of our job, which by the way is a bad scenario for most everyone that I see, it's closer to four to five percent, so like half of this. But anyways, I'm just going to show you what it would cost even in a bad scenario, okay? So that's step number one. We need a lot of leads, and then I'm going to show you exactly how we afford it a little bit later, okay? So number two, we have to have a kick-ass follow-up process for our leads. So for me, in my business, I use a software to do that, right? Like I don't, I'm not just going to sit there and manually call and text 100 leads. We, none of us have time for that, right? So, and if you don't want to use a software, you are going to have to set aside the time to do this manually. We reach out to our leads within three minutes, no matter what. And obviously it's easy for us because the software does it for us. But if you're doing it manually, you have to follow up with your leads. You don't want people just falling through the pipes. And it's funny, us as contractors, we think that we're better at sales than everyone else. They're like, oh man, if I go to a car dealership, you know, I know that they've been doing it for a couple hundred years and that's all they do is sell cars and they follow up with me. But you know, that's, that's, that's not right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be on my high horse and I'm going to text them once. And if they don't get back to me, then they're a waste of my time. Like, dude, that sounds crazy, right? Like no professional sales organization that sells anything of good value does that. Like no one, <laughs> right? Like everyone follows up and I'm not saying being annoying, but at least give leads a couple shots because things get lost in the process. It just always happens. We get busy as contractors and we forget to do things. And our customers sometimes forget that they reached out or they get busy, et cetera. So we need to follow up. And step number three is we need a way to pre-screen them. Okay. I'm not asking you to go out and do a hundred estimates a month. That would be ludicrous. Okay. So I have a five-step system that I use to pre-qualify my leads. In my upcoming mentorship program, I go over those five steps in depth. I actually help make sure that you can implement those, et cetera. I don't really have a ton of time to go through that on this podcast. It's not even that I want to hold the information. It's just that a lot of this takes practice, just like anything else. If you're a dad and you have a kid, I would hope that you wouldn't just give them a bike and say good luck, right? Like riding a bike specifically, you're like, okay, someone should really be there to make sure that you're not falling over all the time, that you don't, you know, the kid isn't there to get discouraged, um, that, uh, you know, you just, certain things, it's better to have someone help you implement them. You know, the five steps, it's all about how to drive a little bit deeper into the emotional part of the sale. So one, we're asking all the, like the basic questions before we drive out, we got to ask them, you know, what their timeline, what their timeline is, what, um, what they're looking to have done, you know, all the simple stuff to make sure that we could even do the project for them. You guys would be shocked how many contractors don't even do that, drive all the way out to the quote and then realize that the customer needs it done in a week and they're booked out a month. Like that's crazy, right? I mean, you're probably telling your friends, you know, bragging to your friends how busy you are, but it doesn't mean that you're working smart. It just means that you're working hard and that's not always the same thing. But then even past that, we try to figure out the actual root problem of what the customer is trying to solve. Like for instance, no one just wants to buy a driveway to buy a driveway. Some people want to buy a driveway because their old driveway is unsafe and they have a tripping hazard. Other people want to buy a driveway because they don't like the look of their existing driveway and they're embarrassed when their friends come over because they, they think their friends judge them. Whatever it is, we try to get to that root cause and then we try to actually sell based on what they actually want, right? 
So, but like I said, that's a whole, I mean, we could talk for that, like for a couple hours. I mean, it's, it's a deep conversation and it needs a lot of practice and a lot of time. Number four is we have to sell for a high price point. So again, right, we go back to step number one, a lot of leads. If a lot of you guys are thinking seven grand is too much to have good marketing, again, we got to switch to how can we afford good marketing? Isn't that crazy that if we just took your existing prices and marked it up by 7% that you could have all the leads that you ever really wanted? And you don't think, if you think you're so good at sales and you can't sell for 7% more than the competition, right? Like, doesn't that sound a little crazy? And remember, we're trying to be a premium contractor. We're not trying to be the contractor that all we care about is price and finding customers that all they care about is price. That's why we, on a bad case scenario, only close 10%. In reality, closer to 20 to 30%. But you guys get what I'm saying. Not everyone cares the most about price. And if you're selling to those type of people, you are never going to have a good time in business. It is going to be almost impossible. So step number four, that's why we have to have a high price point. And more than just paying for the marketing, we have to have price where we could eventually afford to have a good service. And when I say a good service, that means like a good warranty, being better than your competition, staying behind your work, having that in actual writing and not being afraid when things go wrong and you could pay to fix it. And then it's one thing, right? If you're on the job all the time and things never go wrong, when you leave the job site, if you ever want to, it does not matter how well you train your employees. You are going to have stuff that you're going to have to pay for, and you are going to just have to honor that as the company. So you have to be able to afford mistakes. If you're barely making money and you're 100% perfect, that's a huge problem because one day you won't be 100% perfect if you grow, and you're not going to be able to be in business anymore. A good service is also like having staff, like office staff, project managers, all that stuff. Like your clients want to work with a company like that and they just have to understand that if they work with a company like that, that it's going to cost a little bit more money. But you have a real tangible benefit on the back end. Hey, if you call us, we get back to you really fast because we actually have staff set up to do that, right? Hey, if you're worried about like some hourly employee just like wanting, you know, just not caring about your project, like we actually have a project manager that is like your actual representative, right? They take what the salesman gives you and make sure that that becomes a reality with the actual crew. Very professional person, very well-dressed, very good uh, talking, etc. right? Doesn't mean that that's where you have to be at right now, but all I'm saying is if you're not charging a high price point, there is no way that you're gonna be able to afford this stuff and have a good business. So I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, I've been price competitive for 30 years, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> how's that working for you? You're probably 50, 60 years old and super stressed. You still have to work 60 hours a week and you're going to do that until the day you die. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To me, it doesn't really make that much sense. So, and remember in the growth formula, like I said, and you really just have to close 10% of leads. So it's okay to be at a high price point if you're not wasting time with tire kickers and people who don't want that type of service and you can easily justify raising your prices from the competition by 20 to 30% by providing them a good product, a good service, good warranty, etc. And you're not going to sell everyone and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's basically the unlimited growth formula. If we have enough money to pay for the leads, we don't even need a super high closing percentage. 
We sell for a premium price, but we're not ripping off our customers. We're using it to give them a great service and a great product and a great warranty. Then all we have to do past that, right? After we take that $7,000 investment and we turn it into 80,000 bucks, and then we have after all the job set expenses and everything and all of your office staff paid for, you're still making decent money on top of that. What's the step number five? Just rinse and repeat. Like it sounds that simple and it is. But that's why I'm just trying to challenge people's mindsets because they get so, I think what really happens, and this happened to me for a long time, is I got really self-conscious of people telling me no. And it made me really afraid to make the changes that I knew that I needed to make in my business because it felt so bad. It felt like a personal attack. If I have nine out of 10 people telling me no, that it must mean that I'm really ugly and uh, and I suck, right? Like, no. And then I realized I'm like, they're just, they weren't, they're not right for me and my company. But if you follow this process, you get a lot of leads, you have a kick-ass follow-up system, you pre-screen them so you're not wasting time with tire kickers, you sell for a high price point, and then you rinse and repeat, sales and marketing will not be the thing that holds you back. So if you're interested in learning more about this, I put it together a free course down below that explains the whole entire system, everything from how to come up with your price, how to do the bids, how to actually do these sales, I show you the actual software that I use, all that stuff. Click the link in the show notes. And that's actually um, a lot of you guys say too, or you guys message me on either Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And you want help. If you want my help working one-on-one too, at the very end of the course, I'll show you exactly how you could work with me one-on-one on implementing this system and all the other systems into your business one-on-one. So I'm only working with a handful of people at a time because most of my time is dedicated towards just running my company. So I can't take on a lot of you. You do have to apply to uh, see if you get accepted and all that. And I do deny well over 50% of people. So just so you guys know, it's uh, just like, you know, with the contractor thing, (laughs) I really only want to work with people who I feel like one, I could help, but align with my morals and values in it. That is what creates a win-win scenario, right? So it's kind of the same, same exact thing. So with that being said, make sure you click that link in the description. My next uh, podcast in the series is going to be all about how I implemented everything that I talk about in the GPP system to start a landscape company from scratch with zero landscape experience, zero anything, but then going to about $600,000 in sales in our first year and netting over $100,000 while working on the business less than 10 hours a week. So... I'm going to give break down my full entire case study of how that happened and how that works. So if the next podcast episode is out, make sure you go check that out or just make sure that you hit subscribe. So that way you're notified when that comes out and I'll see you in the next one.